Come be a part of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics with your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. Hear the voices of liberty speaking all across America. Doc Holliday provides thought-provoking interviews and commentary about the issues and actions that are afflicting this country and what we need to do to get America back on track. Get fired up. Get inspired. Get on board with Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics right now. And here we go. Once again, that's the sound of rock cracking, and this time it was on Wall Street. The rock was cracking and came crumbling down, and that's what the coronavirus has come and done to America thus far. There's fear, there's anxiety, there's a lot of uncertainty, and America is responding. What kind of footing does it put us on? Leaders like uh, Churchill, Truman, Reagan come to mind in speeches. Is President Trump going to rise to the occasion? He has in many ways. In some ways, he's going to be tested more as a leader. Is America watching? Of course they are. And there's a song I remember back from a movie I'd seen. And that uh, movie is about uh, a Broadway uh, writer made uh, a lot of songs george cohen you, you may not remember it may not have seen that movie old time black and white movie i believe but had a song he wrote came very important and he got the uh, a medal of freedom an honor given to him by fdr because as america was going on in the world war ii people remembered what george cohen had written to inspire America. Let me play that song for you. Then we're going to talk about America's response to this coronavirus. Is America ready for war footing? That's about what we have on this uh, coronavirus. It came across, we talked about it last week, right here on Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. And for those who don't know, uh, you're listening to Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics right here on webtalkradio.net. I'm your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. And I'm a dentist, I'm not a physician, but I deal with uh, infection control. I have dealt with it my, th- throughout my whole career. And it is scary when you think about a virus that 
It's not been in a human population before. It's going around. There's no immune system uh, to it. And and they were not going to get a any kind of inoculation, uh, anything that will help for at least a year at the most because of the testing that you can't just go out and inoculate 100 million people and wonder what's going to happen to them. So there's got to be testing and and that's why it's going to take a while with all the scientists. The, the most important thing right now is trying to find some of the antivirals and medications that we have that can lessen uh, the effects of it, especially in the older population. And we, there's a lot of disinformation out going around. But the most important thing is listen to the CDC, the Centers for Disease Control. They're experts. They've been studying this. And just when I said it in a war footing, we're not going to get everything right as a country, working between the federal government, the state governments, local governments, but we've got to work together. Democrats, Republicans, independents, Green Party, I mean, we're all in the same boat. I mean, we can't drill holes in a boat and, and keep it from sinking. We've got to all work together, and there's, that's what takes leadership. President Trump has got us in the right direction. Is everything he's done been perfect absolutely not but at the same time he's been a very effective good leader good call uh, shutting down uh, the air uh, air transportation between china and the united states early on and and they figure out a lot of the viruses getting to the united states are coming from europe once europe got infected so what do we do well we need president trump to not tell us what happened in the past but to l- lead us forward and, and of course, now we saw last week where it rocked Wall Street. We talked about it when uh, we talked about rock splitting politics. Well, what was splitting last week was the, the bull. I mean, he, he was the bull market was was uh, piled on by rubble and, and it's dead. The bull market is over. Now it can start again. How long is the bear market? And for those who don't keep up with that, they call a a bull market keeps going till it loses 20%. And a 20% mark is called, a 10% mark is called a correction. A 20% mark is the end of the bull market. It's called a bear market. They can last a long time. They can last a short time. And the usually it's a financial crisis that pushes this on. But it was not a financial crisis as much as uncertainty about how this virus is going to affect America. And, and I think it, one point, everybody's hoping maybe we scoot through this and keep it uh, dampered down and keep it from rising up. But now, once it's all across the country in hot spots here and there, but what did you see? Private industry coming together. NBA decided no more games because they had a player infected. And then, like they said, think about all the germs on a basketball and everybody passing it back and forth and around. You, you can't have that. And everybody's thinking about the fans, but the, the players. And these are high, um, very high-paid players. But when you talk about shutting down the NBA, how about the people who clean the stands, do the concessions? See, it affects everybody. And the players will keep getting their play, paychecks, but, but the others won't. So that's why the government has to work quick effective and only the congress and the president working in uh team 
working as a team can get this done. That's what the American ex- citizens expect, and our government should be able to do. I hope by the time you hear this broadcast, it's about done. they got to agree on some things and get it moving, because our stock market does not like uncertainty. And you saw that last week, the fear and, and running amok. And everything that uh, President Trump had worked to get the stock market up came crashing down in a matter of uh, uh, four or five days. And it's amazing how quick the stock market fell. Everybody go, oh, I'll get out. Well, not not me. <laughs> I don't know anybody got out without getting hurt. And now, how long does the bear market last? Well, people are worried about that. So what do we need? Well, I played that song from George Cohen over there. We're not going to have to go over there to Europe. We're not going to have to go over to China. We got to take care of our own, just like a war footing, right here in America. Take care of America. Let's let the scientists do their best. Let's provide uh, liquidity where we need to, small businesses, and let's work together. And that means the most important thing is people who feel sick, people who think they may have a fever, may have picked up the virus. They need to stay self-quarantined. I'll tell you one of the amazing things about this, and you can get in all the detail. And one of the things where what the CDC in charge, what happened where they didn't have the test kits ready and taking too long to get results back from the uh, CDC, those things, later we need to figure out what went wrong. But right now we just need it like a wartime footing. If the mistakes were made, We're going to study it later. Right now, we got to get the test kits out in all the places they're needed. And we we look for the CDC to give us leadership on that. And also, uh, the scientists who are working in the private industry, working together, we need to have them working overtime. And I think in many cases, they are. And and that's the what I was about to make a point of. The government and the federal government has to work with the state government. That's what we call federalism. You hear that word federal and you think about the federal government. Federalism is the state have their own uh, sovereignty. We're in the United States, but we have this federalism where states do have a lot of control. And what we have seen is many states saying we don't want uh, more than 500 people assembled or more than 100 people assembled. And instead of a dictator like they have in China, basically, in a communist government, we waited too late and they were trying to save face so much and not let everybody know there's a problem. It's That's where it got out of hand. So one day, maybe we'll be able to go back and see the mistakes China made and can and, and put that out to the world so that doesn't happen again, not just for China, but for any government. But it got us two months behind because we were not getting information from China. But we're not going to go into details on that. But let me just say this. It was what was amazing to me. And this is what's great about being in America. With all the ugliness of what's going on with the coronavirus, think about the freedom of America. The NBA decided not to play games. Then the Major League Baseball delaying the season not playing any more games. The NCAA March Madness never has been canceled before. And now they canceled all the games. They thought about playing without fans. 
but they realize the players are at risk. So what I'm saying is we did not have a dictator saying we're shutting you down. We're shutting you down. These were private companies, public universities, coming together, making decisions, saying what's best for our society, what's best for us. And, and do you go to school, shutting down schools, going online? And just think about that would not be possible just a few years ago where you could be on doing classes online, trying to finish up courses online. The possibilities there are, are amazing what technology has allowed. Not perfect. A lot of people can work from home online. Not everybody. But just think the difference if you didn't have that possibility for students, for workers. And so we can keep the economy going, not on full cylinders, but we can keep it going. And I think when this is all said and done and we get control of this coronavirus, people are going to be grateful for the freedom we have in America where we weren't forced down by dictators that might be shooting from the hip, not knowing what they're doing. But each industry, each convention, each association, making decisions. How many people are going to be there? Oh, 30,000? We don't need to do that this year. It is tough for companies like Disney, Disneyland, having to say, okay, it's time to shut the doors here for two or three weeks. They got workers, got to be paid. You got... Uh, you got people who play, plan family vacations, and now they can't take them. Are they going to put them off? And oh my goodness, the cruise lines and all these cruise ships, and they just had really built up the cruise industry. Had, 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 I'm sure took out loans, got new ships, and now they're having to dock them down. So this coronavirus is hitting America hard, but what makes America great it's the way we respond to it. This generation has got to respond, and it's it's not an enemy that we can see, the virus we can't see. And it's going to take people being responsible, responsible citizens. And, and just as I'm doing this show, I, they showed a, someone who got on the plane who was coughing, sneezing, obviously had a problem, and so now everybody on that plane has to be quarantined. And now... Of course, this is allergy season, too. It's springtime, so everybody's coughing and sneezing may not have the coronavirus every year. Uh, I know as a dentist, seeing patients coming in with teeth aching and sometimes nothing wrong, and it's just sinus pressure. But they've had a bad sinus cold, and people have colds. They'll have the flu. And But if you're not feeling good, you do not need to go where you expose other people. And... In the end, with all the cleanups and everybody wiping things down, we can emerge from this a stronger, better, healthier America. Where we emerge, that's what everybody wants to know. I want to know that too. How long does it take? How many people does it affect? When you think about, and I think I got these statistics correct, the H1N1, the flu that came around in about 2009, it came out... uh, uh, it, it, you know, hit 60 million Americans, and over 10,000 died. 10,000 is a lot, but after over 60 million, it's not. How many people will get this coronavirus, and those who are more affected are those over 60, and especially those 
most deaths are happening around in the 80 range. People are older and more susceptible. And one report, again, I don't want to give out disinformation, so, uh, but it's logical. It's more people with heart problems because it's caused more inflammation, not the breathing problems, as much as heart problems cause the inflammation in blood vessels that, you know, they inflammation swell up and shuts off the blood supply more and makes it uh makes it the people more susceptible who have uh, some heart problems so there's more and more things we're learning about this virus and and you we need to go to the cdc other places that are putting out the information that we can trust the president and the vice president need to be on top of these things and it is something that people want information every day, just about every day. We need to update, and from the DC, CDC, and the vice president has been a, a task to set up the task force to run this operation to to uh, combat the coronavirus. And so we need to hear from on on a regular basis. And the president, I look at him, and there's. I want to play a couple of things on the second half of the show. I got a clip from Churchill, a clip from Ronald Reagan. I want to play those. We'll talk about President Trump and his response. But first, let me remind you, listen to Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. You're listening to us right here on webtalkradio.net. That's webtalkradio.net. Glad to have you. We've got listeners. This is an election year, but this is a special show. We're not talking about elections. We're being Republicans, Democrats, Independents. We are being Americans in the American response to this coronavirus. And what I want to do is is give you some information, which I have, and playing that song over there. It's here now. The enemy is here. It's the coronavirus. So we have got to be uh, open, and we've got to be knowledgeable, and we've got to be truthful. And I like what... Uh, one of the CDC uh, leaders were talking about uh, that we we failed with the the uh, coronavirus kit to uh, test the test kits. There's not enough of them. They're not working. It takes too long to get answers back, and that problem they say is being solved. I hope it is. And, and like I said, when you in a war footing in a war, you're not going to make every decision right. You don't know how the enemy is reacting. We don't know about this virus other than what we're learning from other countries that are a little bit ahead of us. But they're still learning. Everybody's learning. So you have to give leadership some benefit of a doubt. But we need a strong leader. And Donald Trump is that, can be that. He can be even more powerful. I don't mean in more power politically i'm talking about he will respond and america's watching to see how he responds to these challenges he's never faced a challenge like this and he is our president and he uh it needs to instill in us some confidence and he's on his way to doing that and that's why uh, i want to play a clip from churchill during a after the Nazis had pretty much looked like they had whipped France, they had whipped France, and they were staring right across the channel in, at to uh, Great Britain. Listen to what Winston Churchill, let's play this clip from him. Upon it depends our own British life, 
and the long continuity of our institutions and our empire. The whole fury and might of the enemy must very soon be turned on us. Hitler knows that he will have to break us in this island or lose the war. If we can stand up to him, all Europe may be free and the life of the world may move forward into broad, sunlit uplands. But if we fail, then the whole world, including the United States, including all that we have known and cared for, will sink into the abyss of a new dark age made more sinister and perhaps more protracted by the lights of perverted science. Let us, therefore, brace ourselves to our duties and so bear ourselves that if the British Empire and its Commonwealth last for a thousand years, men will still say, this was their finest hour. Did you hear uh, Churchill when he said, brace ourselves to do our duties? We don't have to fight Nazis. We don't have to fly planes in a battle of Britain. We don't have to get used to bombs being dropped on us what we do have to do is be vigilant citizens who know how to self-quarantine help others keep our elderly taken care of don't let them go out in the places where they can get infected these are the things we're going to do for the next few weeks months maybe a year don't know we don't know that's the uncertainty that's driving the market lower we have not been through this before and there's some fear but churchill knew the british people there were close to defeat now france had just been wiped off by the nazis i mean nobody thought the nazis would just run through them and they did and and it was there was a there was a big sentiment in Britain saying, okay, you know, we can't face these Nazis, this war machine they've built. We, we can't face them. Maybe we ought to go ahead and look at terms of surrender and not get, you know, so many people killed. And, and yet Churchill rose up to the occasion. And, of course, that was his finest hour speech. And you heard that. Now, there's another thing that wasn't, a hot war but a cold war and ronald reagan with his quote star wars with his science and building missiles and a new military built on computers and computer science these were the beginnings of the end of the soviet union and so the soviet union was having to go through change to respond to ronald reagan and ronald reagan met them with freedom's most powerful move when he said the words that are famous in this speech. Take a listen. When he was in Berlin, take a listen to what Ronald Reagan said. And now, now the Soviets themselves may in a limited way be coming to understand the importance of freedom. We hear much from Moscow about a new policy of reform and openness. Some political prisoners have been released. Certain foreign news broadcasts are no longer being jammed. 
Some economic enterprises have been permitted to operate with greater freedom from state control. Are these the beginnings of profound changes in the Soviet state, or are they token gestures intended to raise false hopes in the West or to strengthen the Soviet system without changing it? We welcome change and openness, for we believe that freedom and security go together, that the advance of human liberty the advance of human liberty can only strengthen the cause of world peace. There is one sign the Soviets can make that would be unmistakable, that would advance dramatically the cause of freedom and peace. General Secretary Gorbachev, if you seek peace, if you seek prosperity for the Soviet Union and Eastern Europe, if you seek liberalization, Come here to this gate. Mr. Gorbachev, open this gate. <laughs> Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Now, that was a bold move by Ronald Reagan. We look back now and say, yes, Reagan was tough. But, you know, when Reagan said that, he was ridiculed by the left-wingers in America and in Europe. They said, you can't say that to the, the Mr. Gorbachev. Why, we may have to pay the price. He may be mad at you and, and hit us. And Ronald Reagan had to be tough. He was told not to say those words by the State Department tear down this wall but he said it and he was a leader that the world respected now donald trump made a bold move when he cut uh plane flights to china he made a bold move last week when he said we're going to cut plane flights to europe for 30 days and the stock market took a hit the next morning that was a tough call to make but what we need is more of these tough cause the the left and those who hate trump are never going to give him credit for anything so he just has to stand up and not ridicule the democrats even though they're ridiculing him and say america we're getting through this we got the resources and the economy has been good so we don't have a financial crisis we got an uncertainty crisis, and the certainty is we're going to get through this. And this is what Donald Trump has said in so many words. But he needs to be able to portray that each and every day through the ups and downs, be solid, collective, and let the scientists lead where they need to lead. But he has to lead the nation in listening to the scientists in listening to what's best and to make sure America knows we're going to get through this and to keep this as few as possible. And that's where the uh, working to get new drugs available and finally get a vaccine, all that's important. But the most important thing for President Trump, just like it was for uh, Winston Churchill and just like it was for Ronald Reagan, is to 
be tough at the enemy. The enemy is the coronavirus. It's not the Democrats. It's not the rest of the world. It's not the Chinese. It's the coronavirus. And that's the enemy that's um, that's upsetting America now. And there, there's risk factors of death. And again, that's why we need all these testing. We need the testing kits out so we know exactly what is the death rate. Is it 1% or is it 0.1%? And those numbers will fluctuate till we get a lot more testing done, just like they said in South Korea. So there's a lot of things that are going on. But we've got to be calm, cool, collective, just like that song over there. We don't have to go singing songs, but we need to be Americans. We need to rise above fear and anxiety. We need to have concern and shine the light on the fear. That means shine the light in the darkness. What we don't know, we need to find out. And that is what Donald Trump as president is doing along with his administration. He needs to work with Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, and I will say they don't need to do politics in this thing. But we need to come together, and the Americans have shown they're doing that when they started shutting down the NBA, shutting down Major League Baseball, shutting these things down from uh, schools, you know, nursery uh, schools, churches, Sunday school classes, parties, this is a time to be encouraging knowledge. Don't put out disinformation. Don't put out fear. Help those in need. And I'd sum it up. What we need to do is like uh, in, in the Bible, in the New Testament, where Jesus said all the Ten Commandments can be sort of summed up in doing to others as you have them do unto you. And that golden rule will help get rid of this coronavirus. Just remember that. Do unto others as you'd have them do unto you. Let's get along as Americans and show the world how to beat this coronavirus. Let's get our support to President Trump. If you're a Democrat, you can criticize things. It's okay. But don't make it political about the coronavirus. Let's get through this, and let's get America back where she is, where she was. And they used to say, make America great again. It needs to be, let's make America the best it's ever been. God bless you. God bless America. See you next week on Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. Thanks for joining us today, and remember to listen again next week for another edition of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. You can order Ed's new book, Bedrock Truths, by clicking on the book cover right in front of you on the screen, or visit DocHolliday.org. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again next week.